pitchfork. What was that sorry voice in the background? Uh, Aldi Hobnobs, uh, cheap as chips and tough as bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, man, you can dunk them for about half an hour and they're still there, break. <laughs> Welcome to the Personal Jukebox Podcast. Don't adjust your sets. It's another takeover. His Lord and Saviour has let me at the controls again. Kind of know what I'm doing, almost. So yeah, before uh, we tell you what we're doing on this particular episode, I'd like to introduce my old B-boy mate, this is the uh, first pod he's ever done in his life. He's, uh, he's had his media training earlier. All risk assessments have been done. He's uh, spoken to the, uh, the VOTB voice in the background. He's, uh, he's good to go. It's me old mate, it's Lee. How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Good, good, good. What's happening in the hood then? Anything interesting? What have you been up to today? Been round to uh, Jay's today. He's had the digger out in the garden. Broke the soil pipe, <laughs> fixed it, put it all back together. It was all nice and neat. He went back straight back in with the digger, bang, bossed it again. He don't have much luck with things like that, does he? How many saws did he break? <laughs> He's got a tendency of breaking a few things. <laughs> He's heavy-handed though, isn't he? That's his trouble. Like a bull in the china shop. <laughs> Oh dear me! Right and uh, yeah, like I say, he's uh, his Lord and Saviour has let me back at the controls. Uh, he was actually going to do this himself without me anywhere near it. Uh, he was going to do this in studio too uh, with Lee, but uh, other other things happened. So yeah, it's been uh, I've been lumbered with it, if you like. Right and let's get straight to it. The band or group, should I say, that we're going to do is all the way from. Manhattan, New York, it's the B-Boys. Okay, so we're doing the Beastie Boys, Ill Communication, which uh, myself and Lee are uh, quite fans of, aren't we? Yeah. Do you want to uh, just give us a briefing of the first uh, first time you heard this, or when you bought it, or or whatever? I've always listened to the Beastie Boys from when I was at, I was at school. And I used to listen to them on my headphones, and the uh, the school teacher always used to take the, the uh, tape player off me. That's right, you can say. I was thought he was going to say piss. You can say piss. Nah, I was going to say tape player. <laughs> Yeah, and the teacher used to take it off me. Confiscated. Yeah. Yeah, we and had that when the Beastie Boys first came around, and the, the albums being yeah, taken off us and stuff. Yeah, because of all the VW badges and everything oh, yeah. else, and they were really bad, and they said bad things and stuff. Well, did they say bad things, though? Did they really? Well... 
Okay, so this is the uh, this is the first um, song on the uh, album. Uh, apparently, it was uh, it was in Shrek Forever. The uh, the fluty bit appears in that. Uh, the lyrics were an apology from one of the members about earlier anti-women vocals. I believe they've been called out a few times on that by the uh, the old feminists. Right, let's go a little bit over this album. Uh, this was the uh, the fourth album by the Beastie Boys. It was released through uh, Grand Royal and Capitol Records on the uh, 31st uh, of May 1994. Co-produced by Beastie Boys and uh, Mario Cal- Caldato Jr., I think is his name. Uh, it's amongst the band's most varied releases, drawing from uh, hip-hop, punk, rock, jazz and funk. It continue, continues their trend uh, from sampling uh, towards the instruments, uh, which begin with their previous release, Check Your Head, in 1992. Uh, I believe you've got that one as well. You introduced me to that album, didn't you? Pretty oh, sure. God, yeah. It got quite critical acclaim. Uh, we've got NME, gave it 8 out of 10. Pitchfork, 8.6 out of 10. Q Magazine, 4 stars. Rolling Stones, give it 4 stars out of 5. Select, 4 out of 5. The Village Voice, A-. minus. They, they must do uh, school-type uh, ratings. Yeah, so... Uh, Let's see the uh, second track from this album. There's a lot of songs on this album that are quite short. They're quite like um, like three minutes, like pop tunes and everything, but there's just shit loads. So we've condensed the album uh, for tonight as well, slightly. But yeah. yeah, there's quite a few instrumentals as well. I mean, like this one, it's 57 seconds long, for example. (laughs) An absolute classic by theirs. I do like their punk tunes that they do. Yeah, the fast the ones. Yeah, I mean, all, all uh, well, apart from the very early shit or whatever, that was like proper punk as fuck, wasn't it, that? I mean, they didn't, on the first proper album, uh, Licensed to Will, I don't think there's any actual punk tunes as such on there. It's all pretty much hip-hop, isn't it, and silliness. I mean, you got rock with, like, Five Free Rights Party and stuff like that. Because you've got a couple of tracks where the guitarist, Kerry King from Slayer, play guitar and stuff but you've not got actual punk whereas you have on this and a few other few other albums so we're going uh, on with the next track now this is uh, B-Boys making with the freak Um, 
Do you know the front cover for this album was actually an unused photograph of the en- en- es- en- Esquire magazine? It was uh, took uh, by Bruce Davidson in 1964 at a Los Angeles drive-in diner called Tiny Nailers. <laughs> Although Davison had not heard of the Beastie Boys uh, music and did not understand it once he did, he later recalled thinking it sounded like a secret language when they sent him a demo tape. <laughs> he agreed to let the band use his photo. Okay, then let's go on, uh, on with that one, but push the lots on that track. Bit of a generic. It's, it's alright in it, but it's, it's got the old school like '80s mm. beat to it. Gives you DJs and producers plenty to sample, does it? And then oh, there's loads of samples. Yeah, it gives you plenty. It's a chilling tr- tune while you're driving along. Man. There's a lot with all this. Like hip hop, rap, and, and various sort of drummer bass, and the other city, the better your system, the louder, you, louder it goes. Oh, man, it? it's, it's got to be loud. I mean, you had a decent system a few years back, didn't you, in your bedroom, and that with your jammos and various. I bet you blew, blew some speakers and listened to the shit. Yeah, you? man, you could listen to it about three doors down. <laughs> This one's called Bobo on the Corner. And this is kind of the, the thing where they do their jazz alternative type element yeah. in it. They can, there's a lot of this, a lot of a lot of filling up to tracks and. I mean, a lot of stuff like this. One of the, 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 they're prone to doing like instrumentals and shit like that that are just like a a build up for the next track. They do a lot of that. It's kind of like they're just jamming. Yeah. Exactly what it is, yeah. Okay, we're going to uh, going to go straight uh, to the next one, which will uh, definitely prick your ears up. Shout out to all the Prodigy fans here. That's a record. This one's called Root Down. The original version of the track, as well as two remixes of the track, uh, were featured on the Root Down EP. It was uh, released as a single in promotion of the uh, Root Down EP. It also served as the fourth single from Ill Communication. And it's a goddamn tune. Uh, again, samples all over the place. The sample jazz musician Jimmy Smith's Root Down and Get It in brackets uh, from his uh, seminal album Root Down. Uh, serves as the basis for Root Down. A small vocal sample from Root Down was later sampled on uh, the Prodigy's 1997 track Funky Shit. So it's 
was an EP as well, Root Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Root Down EP, the CD single, by the looks of it here, it had the uh, LP version, Clean, which is obviously the, uh, what the radio stations were playing. It had the Free Zone mix, also Clean, and the PP Balloon mix, again, That's also Clean. Hardcore punk on it as well. It's what, sorry? Had some hardcore punk on there. <laughs> there was a, a seven-inch single that I'd wrote down, obviously, uh, side A, and then side B was Ricky's theme. It's Ricky's theme off this album, I think it is, isn't it? He's missed it. You're miles away, yeah. Okay, let's uh, go to the next one now, which uh, will literally be the uh, biggest single off this album. Pretty sure, if you know who the Beastie Boys are, you'll know this track, hands down. Lee, what we got on this one? Give us your memories of this one. I remember definitely a video on MTV. That video. Oh god, yeah, back in it. Yeah. MTV, definitely. Uh, this was the uh, first single um, off the album. It charted UK number 18. Um, the song features uh, traditional rock instrumentation by Ad Rock on guitar, MCA on bass and Mike D on drums, uh, turntable scratches, heavily distorted bass guitar riffs and lead vocals by Ad Rock. And the video we were speaking about uh, just was nominated for in five categories at the 1994 MTV Music Video Awards. In 2004, Rolling Stone magazine ranked Sabotage number 475 on their list of the 500 greatest songs of all time. What are you saying to that? bit higher than that really surely and then a bit later a few years later in 2010 it was uh, dropped to number 480 in 2021 updated list rolling stones re-ranked the song at number 245 so it shot up <laughs> get in <laughs> it was uh Q Magazine placed it at uh, number 46 in the list of the 100 greatest guitar tracks, which I totally don't agree with. It's mostly bass orientated. Yeah, just to uh, finish off, Pitchfork, uh, Pitchfork Media included the uh, song at number 39 on their top 200 tracks of the 90s. That's quite nice, a good... Uh, that's quite a good one. Right, let's have the next one then. Quite like this one. 
But then again, it's a bit niche, and it, to uh, B-Boy fans, and you, you won't want to really see this trying to get around the top four. Two tip in this is ice one. Ice. Oh, Q-tip is from the band. Oh, mine spinning. A tribe called Quest. Quest. Says here, get together is a uh, hip hop song containing elements of funk, boom bap, soul jazz. Have you ever heard of boom bap? Boom bap. Sounds like something you get from the cat. Voice in the background. Ever heard of boom bap? Not that I'm aware of. No, That's surprising because you normally know your 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 niche kind of. Uh, Stuff. Oh, do you know what? I'm an absolute idiot. This is my first screw up. I said it wasn't a single. It is a single off this album. Yeah, UK release uh, was on CD single. You got Get It Together, Sabotage, uh, Get It Together, Beastie Boys remix, and Re- Resolution Time. So we've um, we've uh, we normally just dip into the uh, UK chart this sort of time. Yeah, exactly. One two. Oh my god! I've managed to find a little thing on YouTube which uh, was quite fascinating. It's a mix of around the time from when Sabotage was released into the charts. This is what was going on in the UK, US, and Germany. On their charts in the 9th of May 1994. This was uh, number nine on the UK charts. This is Eternal. Just a step from heaven. Remember this one? And uh, oh, God. At number five in this country also um, was mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Crash Test Dummies. I'm sure Shutty was an absolute fan of this song. I'm sure he loves it. Yeah. yeah. Why? Just why? And then this one, <laughs> CJ Lewis, Sweets from a Sweet. <laughs> Songs. It's great, those cheese. It's the real thing, Tony DeBar. Who? Uh, who? Is it worth it? <laughs> and this might be our thing, but in at number two, we had Man United Football Squad with, with the assistance of Status Quo with Come On You Reds. Oh <laughs> Poison to the ears. <laughs> 
And in at number one was Inside by Stiltskin. Um, voice in the background, was this like to a jeans advert or something like that? Was one it? And then we go, we go over to flip over to America, and uh, this one, uh, Warren G, um, was number 18 in the US charts at the time. Tune, man. We're damn good. <laughs> um, this uh, was number five in the US charts. Uh, this is Return to Innocence by Enigma. Didn't like this one. Yeah, it was alright. It's alright if you wanted to go to sleep. And this is. Who? This is uh, Madonna, I'll remember. And it was. Uh, was it really? Yep. Number four in America, this was. Here he is. In at number three. In the American charts, uh, the most beautiful girl in the world, Armite Prince, or Symbol, as it says, as it's yeah. written. Uh, I don't think we're going to include this. I might just put like a, a thing over it. It's I might just put a. Wow, not heard this one. Ace of Base, Ace the signs. This was number one in America. I'm guessing pretty much after or really? before it was number one in this country, yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're dredging now, we're dredging the bottom end of the German charts at number 47 with Dry County. By Bon Jovi. By Jovi, man. Oh my word. Do you remember Dr. Alban? <laughs> well, he was at number five. <laughs> This is somebody called Machen, and the song is Lucien Trick. She's German, and she was uh, at number four in the German charts. Oh my lord! And then we've got some kind of German happy hardcore uh, stuff somewhere over the rainbow. Voice in the background. You ever heard this? <laughs> He's heard it. Sure, I heard that the other day. Oh, out of no. Mariah Carey with this god awful one. She was at number two in Germany. Here she comes. It's Ken Lee. Give it is Ken Lee. Ken Lee. Oh, this is alright, actually, this song. Very depressing, but yeah, uh, at number one in Germany was uh, Bruce Springsteen with The Streets of Philadelphia, which was from the movie Philadelphia. Right, let's get back into some uh, B-Boys action, shall we? Next one up is The Update. Children of the Earth! 
got another jammy type track going on now, haven't we? See, these days we have everything on shuffle and stuff, don't we? Um, I know we spoke a while back. Can you remember that night where we discussed we were going to do this pod and we listened yeah. to this album in its entirety just to refresh yeah. ourselves? If you listen to this in its entirety, would you be skipping through tracks? Yeah, if I was if I was going on like a like an half an hour journey or something, I want to actually listen to the. But if you've got the time and you you're on a good two hour thing, you'd let it. You'd let it play. That's good. Albums like that, there's like if you, if you've got the time or whatever, there's like you consider that as like no you know all killer, no filler. Oh, just listen to the old album. That's good, that's good. Because at the end you'll be asked to rate this album as well in terms of the like GCSE type scores. A, B, C, C sharp, etc. So keep that in mind towards the end. Another track of uh, just chilling out. So we'll uh, we'll shift our way over a little bit. I'm running and passing. So you all better get right at this time. Because it might be no next time, y'all. See, again, like I said before, that's why I was asking, would you skip it and stuff? And me, personally, if I was on that, that journey, I probably wouldn't let it play in full. I, I wouldn't be able to resist on skipping. And it's, yeah. This ain't necessarily one of the ones I, I would skip, but I'd definitely skip. And there's out them tracks what I like to pick as well. There's some that I might, yeah, I'm going to rewind that. Or in these days, yeah, you go back to it, but old school, man, you rewind it. I said that on the last pod I was with beside the Prodigy one actually it said instead of saying skip I said fast forward and I was like fuck yeah, me I've shown my age forward, there and I <laughs> so just we'll just briefly go over the uh, charts for 1994 when this uh, album uh, was released um, as far as I can see here US Billboard um, yeah it was number one uh, number two in the US top R&B hip hop albums chart New Zealand it did pretty well uh, Australia did pretty well oh number ten in the UK album chart in the United States, it's it went three times platinum. Kaching, kaching there. United Kingdom, it went gold, sold a hundred thousand copies, and in Canada, it went three times platinum as well, three hundred thousand. Sorry, three, yeah, three hundred thousand copies. Oh no, that's different. Sorry, in the United States, it's got three million copies, is three times platinum, but in Canada. Uh, three times platinum is uh, only 300,000. Different countries with different charts and sales and shit like that, isn't it? Yeah. Bit of a difference. It's about so hard to sell records in Canada when you're like Brian Adams and Some 41 and uh, Alanis Morissette. And any more Canadians that I'm forgetting? <laughs> Come on, there's got to be more. Celine Dion. Come on, give me some Canadians, man. <laughs> Jim Carrey. South Park. South Park, that'll do. There's quite a few more drum tracks in this. 
Yes, there is. It literally uh, fades out with that one on the uh, on drums. Right, let's get. Uh, All right, he's scratching it right now. Cut the record back and forth against the needle, back and forth, back and forth, making it scratch. But let me tell you something. Don't try it at home with your dad's stereo. Only under hip hop supervision. All right. Now we were discussing this last night. Please come on, give us give us your anecdotes about all the times that your dad kicked your ass for scratching the record, the family record player. Oh, man, yeah. Back in back in the day, we used to have like a wooden square one with a glass door on it, and all the graphic equalisers on the double tape player. Man, it was mint. And then you could hook it up to the TV. And then State ro- of the art, as they used to call it. on the top. It was a turntable, and it was like. Dad used to go out down to the pub. I'll be back in about an hour. Just going down the pub for a bit. It's got a sound. As soon as he'd gone, records on. <laughs> and a few days later, Dad would come down and say, I'm put an album on. Next thing you know, the needle would start going. <laughs> All of a sudden, you could just hear the tune going. <laughs> Next thing you know, it's. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Got back home from school and my dad was like, Have you been messing with the, uh, the stereo? Nah. Have you been uh, scratching with the with the needle? Nah. That was it. Grounded. Boy took off, <laughs> boy took off me. And your bike took off you? Yeah. Oh man, that's a proper punishment that is. Yeah. That's then... brutal. So yeah, like you said at the start of the record, don't try this at home on your dad's stereo. My other punishment was I was allowed out, but not with my bike. All records. <laughs> In the end, he used to hide the needles. My, my experience that, not so much scratching, was as a child I just couldn't resist um, the record player that my mum and dad had got and eventually, in the end, I literally forced them to spend an absolute fortune on an Amstrad tower-type system and they gave me the shitty pie um, record player that I could wreck myself. It's funny, it's funny all the styluses that I wrecked when it was my mum and dad's um, record player, but when it was given to me, I never wrecked one. Disrespectful. Right, we're just going to go on this one, then we're going to have a break because this is one of the uh, yeah top tracks in my opinion uh, on this uh, on this record. So here we go. This is Fruit Loop. something years ago like a court case or whatever the bloke the original one who does that flute thing he tried to sue him and everything so they would like use this shit illegally or whatever definitely remember hearing something about it so many samples over the years 
lots of trouble when I do a pod. I'm not as good as Sai. I can't talk as well. But he's, he's like constantly doing stuff. I fall into the trap of like just shutting up and just listening to the song, and then like 30 seconds or more go by, which Sai eventually has to edit out because I'm just in a world of my own, just like checking the track out. <laughs> It's because the earphones, it sends you into the world of your own. Right, we'll have a break. We'll have a break. We'll be back shortly after a a word from our uh, sponsors. Pitch Pork. Real life, no shit if you want to get in touch with this podcast. Email jukeboxpod at gmail.com. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram. Get in touch. Leave a review. Come on. The best in men's clothing. Call Paul's Boutique at Genesis. The number is 718-498-1043. That's Paul's Boutique, and they're in Brooklyn. Personal Jukebox Podcast, Takeover, Beastie Boys, Ill Communication. We're uh, we're refreshed. I'm refreshed, but Lee's uh, Lee's actually he's on a level now. He's fine. He's um, he's basically he's he's, he's off his he's off his tits on somebody else's medication. Can tell us about it? It's uh, I started a new job on Monday. Sod's low, and my back went Sunday. And that song by Craig David. Yeah. Started on the Friday. It's Friday. Got Back was fucked. That's me back on Wednesday. Back was fucked on the Sunday. Yeah. I got up out of the chair on Sunday, basically. And I just went, oh, back's gone. Pulled something. So, struggled all the way through the week. Went to my mum on Thursday. Told her. And she said, oh, take some of these. Sulfidine or something. Just put a bit of water in a glass. And they uh, they turn it into a volcano. It's pretty mad, actually. And then you just drink it, and then it just makes you just go, what? <laughs> so you have to excuse me if I've been a little bit quiet in the first half. But uh, I seem to be coming back to normal now. I must be wearing off because my back's hurting. Well, people slight the NHS, but uh, the drugs are all right, aren't they, I suppose, at the end yeah. of the day? Legal highs. Right, yep, we are doing uh, the Beastie Boys Ill Communication. And uh, I stupidly at the start, because I'm uh, I'm such an absolute amateur and nowhere near as good as his Lord and Saviour. What I should have said at the start were um, the Beastie Boys are, or were, a hip-hop, rock, rap, band, group from New York City. Formed in 1981, the group was composed of Adam Ad Rock, H- 
Horovitz, I think his name is, vocals and drums. Adam MCA Zouch, vocals and bass. And Michael Mike D Diamond, vocals, uh, guitar, and it says here programming, whatever that is. Uh, the Beastie Boys were formed out of members of an experimental hardcore punk band uh, called the Young Aborigines, which was formed in 1979. Are you aware of that? Didn't they do like a Aglio Eglio as well? Really early on. I'm guessing that really early shit that you... Because you bought the Beastie Boys anthology, didn't you? And there's some really early shite on that. Yeah, there's some really strange ones as well. <laughs> Johnny Yeah, right, we'll get we'll get back to uh, ill communication. Okay, so we're back with this one. This is called simply do it. Who's that taking the vocals at the moment? Is that Ad Rock? He's like, I think he's my favourite out of all of it. Have you got like a favourite out of B-Boys or what? MCA. Okay, cool. And you're sticking with that, is that your final answer? Yeah. Mike D has his moments as well, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Your bad breath on your rings. <laughs> I was cruising through Kayford the other day with this banging out the volume right up on. In the van. Yeah, need some new speakers. Now we'll just touch in briefly um, about the fact that uh, why the Beastie Boys aren't the Beastie Boys anymore. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, one of the members, Adam's out, uh, Yauch, sorry, died uh, on the 4th of May 2012 from, I think it was cancer, wasn't it? And it was yeah. quite quick. Um, yeah, his uh, yeah, death and legacy will, uh, will go on. I mean... Can you remember when you found out about it or whatever? It was literally the first thing that came into my head was like, no more Beastie Boys. I think they're still doing bits and bobs, aren't they? But they're, well, it, but it'll never. Yeah. As far as I've seen or whatever, they've done. They've done nothing. I mean, we can. We, we'll touch on once we finish this album. We'll touch it literally like go from the last album, like the last appearance and whatever. We'll we'll go into that. But yeah, that's the uh, unfortunate events of uh, yeah the late great Adam Yauch. He uses those distorted vocals as well, doesn't he, on a lot of stuff like that. Finishes it off with a load of distortion on the end of yeah. it. Apparently that was like um, some kid's toy, what they'd got. Yes, you're right, actually. It does, I've read that. It was uh, like a, a like kid's a megaphone kid's thing. distortion yeah. thing. And they used to use it as the actual effect, yeah. We read that. It, it does say something somewhere about that. So you don't need all this expensive 
music equipment knocking around and stuff like that. Nah, just get the kids' toys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sample <you> it. <laughs> okay, so that was uh, Do It. Uh, we'll shift on to the next one, which is class. You know, heart attack, man. And you know, he weighs in pretty hefty. My man's like, demand hefty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's take it from here. Same before the uh, the punk tunes that drop on there. Uh, it's just you know what I mean. There's punk bands I like that haven't turned out anything like this. I think it was one of the producers said to him, "If you carry on the way you're going, you're not going to get anywhere." And then that's when they changed to sort of like hip hop, but they still carried on like that. The whole premise on uh, sabotage was the guy that was producing this album. He literally, in their opinion, he screwed the entire album up. They were really pissed about it, which yeah. is why, which is why they were doing stuff like this and all the other shit, like yeah, all was, your jam tracks that we spoke about yeah, before. Sabotage. Yeah, yes, yeah, that was the whole thing. He considered it. The, the, the whole song was wrote about the producer, the fact that they they, they were convinced that he was sabotaging the the whole album. Sounds shy. Oh, what do we know about partying or anything else? Which is a sample from that mad bastard that used to be on MTV. I can't think of his name. Uh, Eminem mentions him in one of his songs. He's the guy with the beard. Who was that? There was some mad-ass guy on MTV. But anyway, in 1998, we went to the Reading Festival for the day, purely to see the Beastie Boys and a few other acts. And Lee uh, has literally got the line-up from that day where we went, and we're going to go over a few of the bands that were there that day. So uh, let's start on with... uh, who, who opened up on the main stage then? What were we saying? On the Friday. Whatever, da- no, we, we was on the, was it a Sunday maybe? We were there Saturday. We were there on the Saturday, okay. Who yeah. opened up then? Biss opened up. Money Mark, Asian Dub Foundation. I reckon we got there by about that point because I yeah. can remember seeing them. Because straight after that was Rancid. We've got to say, do you know who else was uh, with us on that day? My daughter's uh, mother was there. Charlotte was Yes, Charlotte was with us. And PK as well. Yeah, so you had Rancid, Lee Scratch Perry. Mm. I remember seeing him because, you know, our mate from back in the day, James. Yeah. He was a, he was a big big fan of him. Echo and the Bunnyman. I don't know whether we watched them. I was probably in the tent at that point, seeing somebody else. Supergrass. Did we watch them? I, I don't think... think... I can't remember seeing them. I'm not sure, because we went to another tent after that. So just wandering around. Does it say on there what what tents there were and stuff, or, or the stages? Yeah. What we we'll got just on go the go through the rest of these first. Oh, go on then, go on, uh, go on the main stage. Foo Fighters, Prodigy. Yes, yes, we saw Prodigy. Because that, that was the year, that was the Beastie year they had, they had the beef with the Beastie Boys member because the Beastie Boys had asked them to play not to play Smack My Bitch Up because it meant something else in America. And can you remember Maxim having a rant about it, saying we will fuck what they say, we will play whatever, we'll say whatever we fucking want. Never, yeah, he had a right rant. Over he had a bit it. of a kick off, didn't he? Yeah, the two bands had a massive fallout. Um, and why was and the Beastie Boys up the line up then? Headlining. 
Was there a shit? I thought yeah. there was on before Prodigy. There weren't. It was Prodigy, then the Prodigy, Beastie Boys. Then the Beastie that was Boys. it. Bloody hell. Right, let's go on the tents then, or second stage, or whatever it was called. Um, Melody Maker. That's ah. the magazine. Melody Maker stage. Oh my cross, we had Travis. They were headlining. Bentley Rhythm Ace. I remember them from yeah. the nineties. Never really. Um, the Warm Jets. Don't know. The Unbelievable Truth. The Montrose Avenue. Idlewild. Remember them? Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Uh, Where else have we got? Yeah, nothing else I've, I've heard of. And the other one was the Doctor Martin stage. Oh God! See, there's so many bands here that you, you'll remember from the nineties. Gomez. Remember them? Yeah. Uh, Alabama 3, Flew Man- Manchu. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any bands now that were on that stage or, or tent or whatever that are like mega these days. But my memory's like an absolute bloody sieve. I'd totally forgotten that the Foo Fighters were there. <laughs> <laughs> I had so struggled like yeah. working out how many times I've seen bands and this. Early other. Foo Fighters as well. I mean, if you've got PK here, Rancid. memory man, if he's here, then he'll just tell you, he'll tell you the time. He'll even tell you whether you had an hot dog or a burger, how many beers you had, whether you were driving. He'll tell you everything, and then <laughs> he remembers on, on, the lot. On the Sunday main stage, you've got Girls Against Boys, Drugstore, Monaco, Audio Web, G, Audio Web Divine Comedy. Oh, my They're love. pretty funny. Shed 7, need go to sleep. Never seen them. It Blue Tones. Yeah. New Blue, Order never seen and that. Garbage was Crush, headlining. New Order? Yeah. Garbage. garbage headlined? Yeah. And what was the Friday night on that particular year? Friday night was Headspin, Monster Magnet, Rocket from the Crypt, Deftones, Manson, Deftones. Ash. Never a fan of Ash. Um, never a fan of him. No. Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page? Well, I didn't realise he was, he did a solo thing. So who we went on the Friday night then? Oh, it was that thing when Jimmy Page and Robert Plant reformed. Not Led Zeppelin, but just them two just reformed. Them <laughs> Christ, I've forgotten about that as well. Yeah, that um, was on the Friday. Here's some more names as well from the 90s. Super Furry Animals, they were all right. Yeah. Mogwai, remember them? Kinnicky. I saw them, I think Kinnicky were there the year before, because we went for four days yeah, we the year before, ni- didn't we? 97, didn't we? 97, I'm sure Kinnicky were there then. 60 foot dolls, massive. Holy shit. There was a warped Vans tour stage. Bad Religion, The Specials, Lag Wagon, No Fun at All, Pit Shifter. Wow. I should have gone on, I should have gone in there. I wasn't really into like punk rock as I am now then. And then you'd got, I've just seen here, there's something for the uh, voice in the background. On the Carlsberg export stage, you've got Ronnie Size represent, DJs Frost and Brian G, and then a load of others. That would have been a, a nice tent to uh, visit, do you reckon? But a DMV Right, let's get this uh, quite lengthy album uh, done, shall we, so to speak. Uh, next tune, here we go. <laughs> This is called The Scoop. Hey, 
you've got a couple of tracks to go on this one. What, what's your thoughts on this tune? Cool. This is a cool tune. It's, like it's, this it's a mixed bag, this album, and it's a very mixed bag. Yeah, it's got that voiceover as well. This is Rock and Talk. I mean, basically, listeners of this pod, if you're not into your hip-hop or rap or, or R&B or any kind of, that kind of vibe, it's, it ain't going to be for you, but you never know. There might be some listeners of this pod that have never heard the Beast Boys before, and they might, they might check them out. This is, yeah, this, this is what this pod's for, basically, to, yeah, you, you never know, you'll discover shit that you've never even heard of. Yeah, just put one of the albums on, sit back and listen to it. Stick it on. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna struggle. To be fair, saying the 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 actual. Yeah, I'm gonna really struggle. The next tune um, is this. And I'm thinking it's called Bar 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 Histava Vow. Oh, that, that's the one, thank you. If someone on this pod can read. You're right, this, this album is quite full of tunes to uh, drive along with your stereo on mega loud, isn't it? Oh, there, this is... This is definitely my uh, Telford run. Full bass. Yes, if you're listening to this and you got it's on a decent system. Whack it up. Watch your bass spins, I'm telling you. Yeah. Let's get this one finished and then we'll uh, knock around into the rest of the uh, Beastie Boys and uh, our history of them and what they mean to us, etc. So let's go with this for the last one. This is called Transitions. Kick back and chill tune. Welcome to Radio Chill. Back in the sofa. You with Ning and Lee. We're going to be checking you through the night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pass the biscuits. <laughs> Rich T, love. Don't want none of that. <laughs> Aldi Obnobs, definitely. Aldi what? Obnobs. Aldi Obnobs, right, okay. <laughs> what was that sorry voice in the background? Uh, Aldi Obnobs, uh, cheap as chips and tough as bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you, man, you can dunk them for about half an hour and they're still there, break. <laughs> The Peter Kajak says Stephen Seagal of biscuits. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I've, I've condensed this album down slightly. There's, there's, oh Christ, there's deluxe 
editions, there's remastered editions, there's extra editions, there's like a Japanese import bloody thing of it, there's there's so many versions of this, of this album out there, but... Hidden uh, tracks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good one, so we'll, we'll come back to it, and uh, yeah, we'll just... I'll tell you what we'll do. The album that they did after this, um, Hello Nasty, featured quite a few tunes when uh, myself and Lee were working at the uh, yeah. conveyor belt place that we used to yeah. work at. So tunes like this will definitely prick his ears up. You may have heard me exiting and then re-entering Studio 2. Try to make it as seamless as possible. Don't think I did it. So yeah, getting back to this one, Lee. This is this is um, quite a personal favourite album. For this one, some, got some absolute classics. And we were talking about the uh, Reading Festival uh, when this album this album had already come out. They were touring off this album at the time when we saw them in '98. And we had uh, such classics like this one. Now this album was more, they were more hip hoppy on this one. You got your guitar stuff and that, but they definitely weren't. This album ain't full of like fillers as I called them earlier. It's a bit more upbeat, this one was. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Did they change record labels for this one, maybe? Or was they already on Capital? Well, no, they were on Capital by this one. Yeah, Capital. It's actually up there if you look. The actual disc of it is there. Grand Royal, that was their own. Their own thing, wasn't it? Grand Royal. That's their own label. Yeah. Working at Intralux them days. Oh, yes. <laughs> we just drop on it really quickly uh, for those... Uh, but, uh, don't know if you hear this one, you'll go, Oh, that's who the Beastie Boys are. Planetary. The Saltam units are very, uh, very lucrative. So I'd, I'd say in this country, this is their most successful hit. It's got to be. suits and the wellies didn't they when we saw them yeah they've all got blue boiler suits on yeah and wet, white wellies yeah. <laughs> and of course we've got um, on this album they inherited a new uh, uh, DJ didn't they they got a shot of the old one yeah. Uh, is it Mario C? Was he the DJ or was he producer? Oh, I forget because they always mention Mario C, don't they? That's a keep it clean. 
but he disappeared and Mixmaster Mike um, literally uh, sent him this uh, voicemail. Hey, yo, Adam, what's up? This is Mixmaster Mike. I'm calling from Sacramento. Um, uh, I've been wanting to hook up with you, um, maybe on some tracks. I got some shit right here. If you could... He opened, didn't he? If you remember, yeah. for the Beastie Boys, uh, a good did a good ten minutes stint. Then he just comes out. He goes, uh, "Hi, Mr. Messamark. I'm just going to play some shit for you." <laughs> <laughs> and he was off on him. Yeah. We were all just mesmerised. The whole crowd just, just open mouth going. Stood there going. <laughs> <laughs> he's got loads of shit, you know. Mix Master Mike is all over YouTube and all that kind of shit. Yeah, he's a top artist in that kind of uh, genre. He definitely DJ all the time. And off this album, this, because it's guitar based. Oh, this the video to this was brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah. This, um, yeah, this track, Remote Control, this is my favourite, like I said, uh, purely because it's like guitar based and stuff, but this is an absolute classic. See, I don't know about you, this is my favourite Beastie Boys when they stood there with instruments in their hand and Mike D's on the drums and shit. This is my favourite Beastie Boys. I like seeing when, the, when they're on the stage and then and rapping between them and how, how, they, how they bounce off each other and then finish each other's sentences. Oh, sentences and, yeah, they're definitely in but unison. Then, but then when they're on the instruments as well, it's like... Yeah, they're just like a band, an actual band, yeah. Yeah. It's very talented individuals, yes. And I, I, I saw earlier when I was just doing it, getting a bit of last-minute research in, this year, they've where they're from in Manhattan, uh, they've had an entire block named Beastie Boys. Yeah, he's got like a, I think some sort of like monument to him. And there's on the, you know, the street signs, it says, like, Beastie Boys Square. They've dedicated an entire square. Yeah. Beastie Boys Square. That would be pretty square. cool to go and see, wasn't it? Uh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was, I watched a video on YouTube earlier, like, the whole unveiling of it and everything. There was a load of, like, uh, council members and the Senate for the state was there, whatever, you know, all the government people were there and everything. And then, yeah, and then Mike D and Adam came up and did a whole speech thing and everything, and they unveiled the sign and stuff. It was cool. Fair play to them. Right then, let's uh, let's reflect and uh, and we'll, we'll sit in the corner and think about what we've done. So, ill communication as as a whole. Are you rating it in general? Is it one of your go-to albums? Oh, it's, Is it... it's, def- it's definitely a go-to album. Nine times out of ten, if I'm in the van, you're gonna go there. It's communication, check your head. Yeah, check your head's a, a good one, yes, yes. And it's just like, which one? 
So you check your head for me as well. Check, it's got a lot, lot of the punk shit on there, innit? Ill communication. Okay. Okay. Um, and then, of course, it's, it's generic, and it like it's our generation, and it we, we were there for the, the for license to ill, which is just an, it's another podcast in itself, and it that album. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Going through that would take some take some deep diving, would it? That's uh, <laughs> that spawned the whole thing, didn't it? The whole VW badge shit that was going on. That was the whole reason my old man took took every single VW badge, including including the Volkswagen sign and the polo fucking thing. The whole lot come off. He was um, taking yeah. no chances. I must admit, I did go and fetch a few. I'll, I'll actually confess as well. I yeah. Stupidly. So sorry if it was your car. Yeah, I'm so sorry if it was your car as well. It was local to where my parents live, and yeah, I was back home on my bike one night, and the street light was bossed, and I was like, I, I can't resist. Can't resist. And, and you can't blame it the Beastie Boys because I did it. <laughs> and my mum saw it, and she said, "Don't let your dad see that." <laughs> so right here we go then uh, last little question that we do is there a shit song on on the album nah because it's the Beastie Boys there you go super fan no I, I can't I can't diss any of the songs can't fault some it some of them I'll skip because I said earlier when I'm in the van and you, you want to listen to certain tracks and whatever else okay but none of them are shit here we go let's rate it let's grade it what are you going for it's definitely high up there, definitely, and I'm gonna go for. I reckon he's gonna be in the eyes. I'll give it B for the Beastie Boys. Not not B B for the Beastie Boys, but in my reckoning of. So I thought you were gonna go straight A. You see, you're gonna give it a B. I'm gonna give it a B. Yeah. Okay. So if you're going for a B, I'm gonna go for a C. In my, in my no, brain catalogue. I know it's odd. Like I said, that's why I asked you. Is it's, it, is it a so, go-to album? It's there's so many different. So you're albums. going with the ill communication. You're going with a solid B, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I'm going with a solid C. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how we rated that album. First and foremost, thank you very much to His Lord and Saviour Soy for letting me do this again. Um, yeah. I've uh, done the best job I can. I've been as jittery as hell. I literally can't hold my hands without them shaking. <laughs> it's shocking. I hate doing this stuff, but I like it at the same time. It's just, yeah. Right, what are we doing then? Come on, what Mr. Guest. First of all, have you enjoyed yourself on your first ever podcast in your yeah, life? You have to excuse that I haven't been saying much because I'm still off my head on somebody else's tablet. <laughs> You were like a deer in the headlight in the in the, in the first <laughs> half. <laughs> but he, Still am he's a bit he's come he's come hazy. back he's come back Slightly in a, in a drug fueled yeah. Uh, yeah a drug fueled vengeance yeah. for the second half. He's like I could do this podcasting shit no problem at all. What are we uh, having for the uh, tune to play out on? The tune to play out of is one of my other favourite bands, and it's Led Zeppelin. Black Dog. Very good. Here's another one of his favourite bands. The old Zeppelin. 
Remember that time when we met him, uh, and it was the first time you'd ever met him and me, and you absolutely lost your shit. It was in a pub in, a pub in Kimber, which is by us. And he's there, he's there, hyperventilating, going... <laughs> Eventually he went, it's Rob Plant. And I went, who? And he had to go Led Zeppelin. I was like, oh, right, OK. I weren't fucking arsed. He was disgusted. This is Robert Plant. I think he used to come in the pub the other day and I went, oh, Robert Plant. That was stupid. <laughs> I'd come in the pub and she went, yeah, he does. She just popped down. I think it was Wednesday or something like that. We popped down. And he was just sat at the bar. I actually brought him a drink. Yes, she did. That couple in the pub, they were like, yeah, we've known them all our life. He was at school with him. They were from Tipton, weren't they? <laughs> Years ago, through the motocross and everything, Planty, Robert Plant, um, John Bonham, well, the Bonham family used to do motocross. So, the granddad and all them lot used to know Robert Plant through the motocross. Oh, okay. Because um, Wizard used to come along as well. Roy Wood. Yes, yeah, yes, it was all part of that crew. You're right. Right, let's have a little bit more of this. Right, that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, yeah, thank you so much to Sai for letting me do this. Uh, thank you, Lee. Uh, if you're not too um, like horrified by the whole event, uh, we'll, we'll do this again if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll be, uh, be able to save it more next time. <laughs> I won't take these tablets before everyone. Oh dear, right, follow this wonderful podcast. Uh, they're available on all the socials. I won't bother reading the email address because I always get it wrong. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, yeah, peace. Catch you later, Lee. It means nothing to me. Woman gonna come my way